Give a little time for the child within you. Don't be afraid to be young and free. Undo the locks and throw away the keys and take off your shoes and socks and run you. It's Jordan Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Tip of the cap to the listeners of Jordan Jesse Go <laughs> for sending me video footage shot from a GoPro strapped to a falcon attacking a crow. <laughs> Uh, and when I say Jordan Jesse Go fans, I mean literally every listener of yeah. this program sent me a video of a falcon attacking a crow. Did, were people kind of suspicious that you might have been behind that video or maybe you're capturing falcons, training them to attack crows? You know, I only recently – Attaching GoPros so you can taunt the crows online later. I took up falconry six, nine months ago. I have not gotten to that point no. yet. I mean that's obviously – Where would you say you're at? What what can the falcon do? I mean he he won't – he won't kill in your name. Well, obviously, loop-de-loop. Sure. That's a great one. That's a fun one. That's the main thing. I mean, you, the, the, any, you get a book on falconry and mm-hmm. you read it, and I've read them all. Yeah. Um, all three. <laughs> um, you know, the first chapter is going to be you and your falcon. Mm-hmm. And it's just about different ways, you know, f- grubs and sure. you know, different stuff you can do with your falcon for fun. The second one's going to be loop-de-loop. Yeah. All loop-de-loop. Yeah. Hmm. They they pronounce it loop de loop. Oh, interesting. In the yeah. falconry community, in falconry it's called loop de loop. How are how are you finding how are you finding hanging out with other falconers? Like I imagine there's you guys all get together at the park or no, under a gazebo. A, falconry is a solitary pursuit. Oh, it's for like you know it's for men who are islands. Yeah, exactly. People who people who stand tall and strong like an island in the force of the mighty river. Mm-hmm. Um, with a falcon on one arm and a falcon on the other arm. That's called double falconing. Sure. Um, you know, taking out pigeons, doing loop-the-loops, mm-hmm. uh, feeding grubs. Hmm. You, the key is to eat a little bit of grub yourself. Okay. So they trust you. Yeah. They're like, oh, this guy's, this guy's into some cool shit. Oh, Wait. you like grubs? I like grubs. It's like if, you got, it's like if there's a new guy mm-hmm. there and you offer him uh, a toke on your J. Sure. And then you know he's not a cop. <laughs> yeah. You know, the falcon won't trust you until you've eaten a little bit of grub. Yeah. Unless you until you've killed the crow in front of it. Yeah. It's like a Donnie Brasco situation. Exactly. And so anyway, I just wanted to be I just wanted to express my gratitude mm-hmm. to all the people. It's nice to get a new thing in my email inbox and in my Twitter mentions besides just pictures and videos of donks. <laughs> if I could ask something. Sure. Um I'd love to get more capybara videos. What do ca- okay? Now I'm familiar. I can picture a capybara in my head. Mm-hmm. It's the and, world's largest rodent. Yeah, I've seen them at the zoo. Sure. Who hasn't? Yeah, I um. Only a real asshole. Oh yeah, yeah. Let's skip the capybaras. I'll be in the reptile house. Thank you very much. I'm an asshole. Yeah, exactly. That is a really as good an impression. ass as an asshole. Man. I'm I'm more interested in the reptile house. You're you're like the rich little of doing impressions Thank of you. assholes. Anyway, after the zoo, I'm going to buy swords online because I collect them. Yeah, what's good is you have this. You have the voice down. Like perfectly for the for the listener at home, I turned around and mussed my hair before I did that too. You, you have the voice sound perfectly, but you also it's the insight. You know sure. what I mean? It's like it's incisive. Sure. Ultimately, that's what makes an impression is is it insightful? And you get right. it. I mean, I think you know we've all seen those impressionists who are good with the voices, but it's just like I wonder what our favorite stars would be like. You know, waiting tables, and it's just like what would Christopher Walken sound? You know, right. like reading the soups or something. Right. Uh, 
We've got a lentil. You know. Right. And sure. I'm great at that. Sure. I mean. <laughs> We've got a lentil. He'll say. Now that what's his name is announcing for Saturday Night Live. Oh yeah, Daryl Hammond. He's off the crack rock. <laughs> Which is a thing that Daryl Hammond was doing <laughs> while he was working at Saturday Night Live. Um but yeah, you can do that, but if there's a little bit of writing behind it, a little bit right. of as you said, inside, it makes the impression that much more robust. And I think that's what my asshole at the zoo impression has in spades. Yeah, if I can pat myself on the back for something. Oh, please do. Thank you. I, you know what? I already did. I feel like you don't pat yourself on the back enough. Yeah. Number one, you did a great job of that. Thank you. Number two, you did a great job of uh supporting my falconry run. Uh-huh. Which was had no content at all. <laughs> Let's be honest. Yeah. And number three, you uh, you were kind enough to ask that we delve deeper into capybaras, and I'm excited to do that in just do a you second. Think I, I have a question about capybaras and videos. Is it is it time to introduce the guest? Let's can introduce maybe our in? guest sure. because who knows? This guy might be this guy may be Jack Hanna, mm-hmm. <laughs> if Jack Hanna specifically focused on <laughs> capybaras right. and also knew something about animals. Mm-hmm. <laughs> do you know those uh, when they do those zoo? Sorry, introduce him, and I'll say a thing I know about zoo segments. Okay. Speaking of insightful comedians, our guest is a brilliant stand-up comic. Uh, he's here in Los Angeles, headlining the Troubadour, very hip room here in LA. I headed over to the UCLA Law School. <laughs> Give those kids a, one or two things, one or two pieces of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, Mr. Hari Kondabolu. Hello, everyone. Hello. Hi. Hello, yeah. friend. How are you? I'm good. The only thing I, like, I kept repeating in my head is, do they have Falcons in Atlanta other than the football team? <laughs> <laughs> over and over. I'm like, why did they pick the Falcons? What if you trained a member of the Falcons football team to hunt crows for you? <laughs> Put a GoPro on his head. You know, like, get some if... compelling video out of that. <laughs> you got Deion Sanders out there. Legendary Atlanta Falcon. That, that's Deion a real Sanders. special team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, Hari, what do you know? What do you know about capybaras? We're talking about capybaras here. I don't know if you were paying any attention. I, I was enough. I, I I didn't. I've never heard of that animal. Uh, but from your description, mm. it's a giant rodent. Um, I I would have gone to the reptile section as well. It's your, your, yeah. It your looks like a capybara is like a a pig. Mm-hmm. If a pig was a guinea pig, does that make sense? It's about the size of a of a little like a pot-bellied pig or something. Oh man, you, you said it was like a rat though. Mm, no, because he's more he's more squat. And he doesn't have a long tail. He doesn't okay. have a long tail. Yeah, doesn't yeah doesn't have a have a have a long snout either. It's got a, he's got a, got a, got a pig ca- nose. Does he have any characters? He doesn't have sharp, scary. <laughs> like, is there a famous cartoon capybara? Yeah, I don't yeah. know. No, I don't believe so. Really, nowhere not in, in, in no countries in no countries. Not that all. I'm aware. No of. cultures have a cartoon. I, you know, I think I dude. do think I do think Denmark has Clarence the capybara. <laughs> I just want to know. He's, he's very sexually. Open is he underground? Or like the people of Denmark, yet? Huh? <laughs> a capybara doesn't is not a scary looking animal. Okay, because it. Does, I know when you say rodent, you're imagining pokey rat teeth. Yeah, oh yeah, I'm imagining home. I'm imagining New York. Okay. That's immediately. I was like, this is horrible. No, giant rat. But no, no, it's, it's, that's not what it is. Imagine he does have very strong opinions on uh, what tap water does to the taste of the bagel. <laughs> he is like a New Yorker in that way. Good, good. Uh, it's, it's, got a squ- it's got a fat square tooth that sticks out in the front like a cartoon rabbit. I think it, oh. I mean, it could bite the shit out of you. Oh, I bet it could bite the shit out yeah. of you. Um, but it, you have to imagine... It doesn't look like it wants to. Don't think fangs. 
think like if this makes any sense, like uh, like a racist caricature of Tojo <laughs> or two, <laughs> like kind he, of funny, cute front teeth. So he's kind of like what's Scooby Doo's cousin that used to show up? Scrappy Doo, like that a little bit. And Scrappy Doo have no, not, not the little guy. Remember whenever? Oh it, right, he had that like the hillbilly. Asian. Isn't it an Asian cousin or something? I think he has a I, – I I'm remembering a hillbilly version of Scooby-Doo. I don't remember if he had an offensive Asian friend or oh, relative. Man, I thought it was. If, if I'm wrong, then is, am I the one that's messed up? I don't – I mean, well, I mean, Scooby-Doo already has a racist Asian drawl. Oh, that's true. Right. Maybe that's where you're getting your wires crossed. Yeah, that could be it. Maybe, yeah. And I could see him in a situation where he was running from a – you know, a phantom or a ghoul. Right. The Harlem Globetrotters. The Harlem, well, he'd be running with the Harlem Globetrotters. <laughs> okay. He's not running from them. They're they're trying to solve the mystery just like he is. That's they're in the amazing. same boat, Jesse. It's amazing that they kept appearing I know. what we do of all the, the whole team. Yeah. yeah. What? The whole gang's here. It's not, and, uh, <laughs> it's not just Meadowlark Lemon. Right. And, <laughs> like, hey, you know what? We should animate someone who's known for physical feats of humor. Right. Like, this will... Although I guess they could have some insight as to what their animated capers could be, so sure. maybe it's not as maybe it's not as. Uh, but they as were bad always in uniform too. That was the weird. They weren't oh, even constantly. playing, but yeah, they were yeah. in uniform. But like, tr- to be honest, trick shots are significantly less impressive when they've been animated by a team of animators over the course of <laughs> <Right>. six months, <laughs> meticulously drawing right. single. Yeah, right. And, you know, a cartoon character can pull a ladder out of anywhere to make a shot. Exactly. You know? right. uh, but the point is, a capybara yeah. uh, is a South American creature. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go ahead and say 35 pounds. This is going to be my guess. 40 pounds, maybe? Mm-hmm. Okay. Somewhere in there. But stocky. So small, compact. Okay. Uh, you know, a fire plug build. Okay. They're semi-aquatic. So they love to swim in the rivers of South America. Okay. Uh, and they're really sweet. They're docile. Uh, you when can... you said sweet, initially I thought you meant they tasted sweet. Well, now. I, I bet their meat is sweet. I you mean, talk you look a, at these things? You talk to a Peruvian. Yeah. They'll tell you about what a capybara tastes like because they're- they, Do they eat them? Are they're they very eating? popular food because they're so docile, they're easy to catch and kill and eat. <laughs> oh, <laughs> they're easy to man. Eat. They're trusting. Yeah. The, so how you can lure them over. How have they not been weeded out by you know natural selection? I don't know. Good swimmers, maybe. Oh, probably just big litters. Adorable. Mm-hmm. Oh, the people sympathetic, don't feel guilty, yeah, yeah. Sympathetic. and sexually open. Yes. <laughs> as, as Denmark's Clarence the capybara has taught us time <laughs> and time again. Yeah, capybara is a great animal. You, next time you go to the zoo, yeah, I mean uh, your Central Park Zoo, Bronx Zoo, sure. whichever zoo sure. you want, might want to go to. In New I have York. to go with somebody. I have to get somebody to go with me. Just I grab a child. By myself, just just you know. grab a random child. Okay. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> and just as... go to the zoo by yourself okay. and grab a random child. <laughs> <laughs> um, this turned into Exhibit A real quick. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I mean, that's if our podcast gets played in courtrooms, that's good promotion. <laughs> right. That's good. That's a captive audience. Yeah. As long as the as the prosecutor <laughs> gives out the web address or tells them how they can download it. Hari, you're you're a pretty major celebrity. I mean, this could be the next O.J. Simpson trial. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, right? Uh, okay, so my question about capybaras. Oh, just to finish my Scooby-Doo thought, I can see Scooby-Doo in a situation where he's being chased and needs to disguise himself as something. You know, he'll usually do like a barber or, uh, you know, an ice cream man. I yeah. can see him something putting with on a striped coat. putting on some sort of uh, uh, rice paddy hat 
hmm. and doing an offensive Asian voice. It was right. going it around was the, at the early seventies. Yeah. Anyways, uh, <laughs> I love how before like... ra- at a time before racism, <laughs> <laughs> racism was only invented in nineteen eighty three by the band Wang Chung. <laughs> <laughs> my God, there was a band called Wang Chung. <laughs> yeah, oh that my was the, God. That's actually the first instance of racism. <laughs> yeah. Holy crap! I forgot they existed. <laughs> Um, and that, that who was the man that is turning Japanese with the vapors? No, who was that? That's a good question. Yeah, I guess I don't know. You know that's, Buggles? You know, that's, a, that's Video Killed the Radio that's Star. That's Video Killed the Radio Star. You, you know, all that 80s stuff kind of runs together for me. But that song, how did they get a pass on that song? Geez. Don't know. Yeah. Well, it was the first instance of racism. People oh, right, really didn't know right. what to do with it. And once people figured it. out it was racist, they were banned from music. Right, right. County fairs only. Right, right. Uh, That's a thing that I, I this is going to get strange, but like, please. I got into a, this, this habit of looking up popular bands from like the 80s and 90s, and they often play county fairs and things like that. Yeah. So watching videos of like the Gin Blossoms doing Hey Jealousy and like <laughs> Duluth, like it got re- that became my thing because like it, they come out and you know, they play something, and all of a sudden they play Hey jealousy and the 14 people that are there get really excited and something about that i find really amusing yeah <laughs> toad the wet sprocket where's the where's toad playing you know the, <laughs> the same thing they're waiting for a walk on the ocean and all they want and the 14 people start screaming and i don't think then we, everybody gets a funnel cake yeah yeah it's amazing have either of you guys ever been to a concert at a county fair i as a kid used to go see weird al every year at the orange county Whoa, fair really yeah um, so I have kind of fond memories of fair. That's based... like the thing is, is like Weird Al. That's his world. Yeah, that's not that's not sad. <laughs> he comes in and he's the fucking king. Yeah. of that. Oh, ab- absolutely. He plays to an all ages. Anyone that wanders sure. in off the fucking fair fairway, mm-hmm. which is I think what it's called, right? right? Correct. Anyone who wanders in off the fucking fairway is going to have a good time watching out. Uh, watching. Oh, Weird sure. Al. He has the costumes. He's got videos for his costume changes. A a, a terrific showman. Yeah, I I think, and it, I don't think it's even even a little bit sad for Weird Al to play a county fair because that's where there's a lot of a lot of people, including a lot of thirteen year olds. Sure, a lot of thirteen year olds and a lot of people who need something to enjoy with thirteen year olds. Um, okay, oh, just can I finish my capybara question? I would like, to, I do definitely. We talked about talking about. Uh, '90s post grunge right. fans. <laughs> right. uh, we'll get to it. Right. Question about capybaras. It. Sure. I like them. Mm-hmm. This is not gonna. This is not a slight to capybaras. Mm-hmm. I think they're great. Mm-hmm. I think their meat is probably very sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how they're docile. I like how they go in the water. Class acts. It doesn't seem like the kind of animal that benefits from having video taken of it. See, that's because you don't know how much they like to swim in swimming pools. Oh, you know what? I you know I would want to see one swimming. I take. I was thinking of just shooting one at a zoo. That's yep. probably not great. But if he was in a home swimming pool or, uh, you know, a bog, Could, I'd like to see that. Is capybara racing a thing? Like, <laughs> like instead of cockfighting, just having them in a pool and putting them into lanes and that would seeing be great. them. Is that a thing? Put little swim caps on yeah. them? Fuck yeah. Is that abusive? You know, cockfighting is abusive, <laughs> but is having them have a swim? I think no, that's fun like for them. swimming, yeah. Who do they like swimming? And at the end of it, you, you give them some reeds or whatever. Right. Whatever it is that they like to chew on. It would have to be a freestyle, I'd imagine. They don't do, like, breaststrokes. No, 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 no. Yeah. no. I think it would have to be a... It would yeah. have to be freestyle. Right? Yeah. yeah. I would, I, well, they might butterfly. <laughs> That's a very difficult stroke. Yeah. yeah. Well, you Works know, out the whole body. But they're excellent swimmers. They're Shh, semi-aquatic. That's true. They have, yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, think about it this way. People can do that, and yeah. we're not aquatic at all. That's true. They can probably do it. They're semi-aquatic. <laughs> uh, they're like swampy areas. Uh-huh. So, okay. River so banks. I can see the ideal capybara video is they're swimming in it. 
They do. They yeah. It's like a a diving pig. Okay. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Those you ever are great. seen a diving pig? Mm-hmm. It's like that. It's uh, uh, number one. It's just a goofy little animal, mm-hmm. and so to see it in a domestic milieu is already pretty good. <laughs> and then it trots over and jumps into the pool, you know, yeah, like that. It's great. Sure. And it makes weird guinea pig noises. Come on. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I did see I did see a really nice pool based animal video recently. <laughs> it was just a weird uh, dog rescue lady. Mm-hmm. And she's standing in front of a like a kidney shaped pool, mm-hmm. not a huge pool, backyard pool. And there's fifty dogs in there. <laughs> oh yeah. And she's talking about how all the different dogs like to play there. And just there's just something to see. Like when I go pick up my dogs, <laughs> once in a while I take my dogs to dog daycare. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? And they got two big dogs. Wait, got- dog daycare or doggy daycare? Uh, doggy daycare. Okay. I was trying to retain a little bit of dignity. <laughs> nah, just go for it. Sometimes I sometimes I take my dogs to doggy daycare, and there's two big areas: big dog well, area, small dog area. Doggy daddy. You'll sometimes have to take your doggy to doggy daycare. I'd have to take my little princess. Sure, to yeah. <laughs> yes. And uh, what's nice is you go to pick up your dog, mm-hmm. and um, at the doggy daycare that I go to, you can't directly you can't directly observe the dog play area. Mm-hmm. Okay, from the counter where you go to pick up your dog. It's a peep show situation. You have to put in a quarter. Yeah, <laughs> and you, they, a screen raises up. There's two. You watch the dogs. You jerk off. There's two. <laughs> 14-inch computer monitors, mm-hmm. each with a live stream of the playground area. Mm-hmm. Can anyone access this live stream? Oh, yeah. Okay. And I... um, Like from my home computer or mobile device? Yeah. Okay. Absolutely. Just go Wagville. Hmm. Wagville, it's called. All right. I, um, I find myself wanting it to take longer for my dogs. To, and I love my dogs. And I miss them when they're, when they're at doggy mm-hmm. daycare. But I'm waiting – I'm wishing that it would take three, four, five minutes for them to come out, mm-hmm. for the people to round them up and bring them out to me, just so that I can watch these fucking ridiculous animals on this 360 view yeah. of this entire play area where these dumb dogs are running around doing dumb dog shit. But you can watch it at home. I should watch it at home. And then I don't have to wear trousers. There you go. <laughs> so that's you can do whatever. <laughs> just anything out, do whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Have a milkshake. Um, before we get too far off the topic of uh, 90s bands playing county fairs, uh, <laughs> Hari, can you describe the T-shirt that you came in here wearing? I'm wearing I, the uh, the album cover for Live's hit album, hit record, uh, Throwing Copper. Um, the band Live was a popular band in the uh, mid-90s mm-hmm. during uh, the alternative rock era. Now, I understand this is, at one point in your life, was your second favorite band. Yeah, Weezer being my first, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, of course. Well, well documented. Uh, but Live, yeah, Live I really like. They had the song Lightning Crashes. You've never heard this song, Lightning Crashes? I think if you heard, I, I probably I, yeah, it's a, it. it they the really like. It. It's famous for the word placenta. If <laughs> the placenta falls to the floor. Although, the angel opens her eyes. To be honest... My my grunge rock knowledge mm-hmm. takes a precipitous nosedive when I graduate from suburban private middle school mm-hmm. in 1994 and enter urban public high school. Yeah. Like, because at one point I was a guy, you know, in middle school I was a guy that didn't really like rock music, mm-hmm. but everyone I knew exclusively liked rock yeah. music. And so I had Nirvana albums and stuff. You know what I mean? Sure. I, I, sure. 
do I know about the gin blossoms? Yes. <laughs> but then once I got to high school, <laughs> yeah. So so I think I think Live's legacy. Yes. And cor- you can correct me if I'm wrong because I, yes. I I I, do, I really don't know anything about the band other than their hit singles. Yes. Is they popularized that voice that's fun to sing in the Lightning Lightning yeah I think that's right did yes. they invent that I wonder if they invented that did Eddie Vedder kind of do that oh uh, yeah but they he they're the really ones do... who made it silly right, <laughs> right? He, wasn't, he, wasn't, <laughs> he wasn't really doing Eddie Vedder no, he wasn't doing Eddie Vedder. He had a different thing. Yeah, right? I mean, it was kind of it was you know, I Chris Cornell probably. Oh, he does. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Spoon Man. <laughs> yeah, but I think the live guys is so much more extreme than those. Can I ask you a question, just mm. with regard to the differences and similarities between Chris Cornell and the live guy? Yes. <laughs> Has the lead singer of Live ever recorded a pop album produced entirely by Timbaland? <laughs> no. Hmm. No, Seems like know. a mistake. <laughs> Did Chris Cornell do that? <laughs> Worked out great for Chris Cornell. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, everyone's talking about it. <laughs> sure. Everyone definitely remembers that. <laughs> definitely the high point of both his career and Timbaland's. Sure, yeah. That's, and they made so many more. Yeah. <laughs> they just kept doing it. Yeah, sure. Um, I wonder if the internet hurt live. Because you can't really Google live. Yeah. It's the word live. It's not Googleable. Although, yeah. I mean, I think in your in your, in the world of, you know, Indie rock, modern rock radio. I feel like all those bands have hard to Google names. Your funs. Oh yeah, funs your yucks. Right. Yeah. Things like that. Yeah. Anyway, um, so have you checked in on live like you've checked in on the Gin Blossoms and Toad the Wet Sprocket? Yes. So I believe, if I remember right, the lead singer has left the group. So now they got another guy. So then they're, they're basically a live cover band. And seeing live already at this point is kind of sad. Why would you want to see <laughs> a cover band of live with four of the original members but not the one people remember? I mean, but the the, the live bass lines. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> those, they were, those were fucking tight. Can I ask you, did the guy did the, did the guy who left the band, was he the guy that wrote the songs as well as the singer? I think so, though. I think... If I remember the the uh, the article I read not too long ago, I believe that the other members of the band said that they had written more than they were than they, they were uh, credited for. I believe so. Um, but at the same time, it's kind of like you know, it's it's kind of irrelevant. Nobody cares about them. They just disappeared. <laughs> they had a moment. I remember they were touring with the Counting Crows a lot. Okay, that was a weird like even well after those bands were really popular, they just kind of kept that. Mid '90s thing going. Uh, you know, I think that's kind of what happens. We've talked about this on the show before. With your like, you know, there was something going around called the Summerland tour, which was like Sugar Ray and um, Marcy Playground, right? Like right. Ba- that, like probably in their time, thought they were completely different bands, but just now are like, <laughs> oh, what, 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 what does a 37 year old woman want to see? Uh, yeah, like, <laughs> what can someone, what can a mom put on a crop top and for, you know? How many times are you allowed to play Sex and Candy in a row? Sure. People realize that, oh, no, it's yeah. the same song. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, so yeah, so have you, have you checked in on, have you watched the new version of the band with the I can't new? can't do it. I can't yeah. do it. No, too much. Yeah. I, I've, I've been following up on Counting Crows a little bit. I really was into them for a moment. Uh, you know, did you know his dreads are fake? Oh my god! What? The lead oh singer my. of what? Kind of, you, you didn't know that? Don't is fuck it, around with me. Piece? It's, it's, it's always been a piece. And also, it's a merkin. I, it always has been a piece. It's always been a piece. It's not like no it started way. to thin out. No. Or like, 
You know, no. because with when you have dreads for a long time, they start to pull, and, yeah, yeah. and you and you and you your hair starts to fall. No, out. it's always been a piece, and also I always thought like, oh, this guy is, must be part, you know, black or something. No, it's a white Jewish guy. <laughs> Whereas if I had, had fake dreads oh, the whole time, no. and nobody ever said I anything. I saw them. Okay, I saw the Gowning Crows guy get interviewed on uh, CBS this morning last week. <laughs> Uh, what? What do you mean? What? I enjoyed watching CBS this morning no, before that's I go to work. That shocks me. Why was he on CBS this morning? Uh, I don't know. Talking about his triumphant return. What? It's their first album what? of new material in, I guess they had a, some covers albums, but right. they're back. They're back. So he found the target audience through CBS this yeah. morning. <laughs> My parents yeah. are excited. Who, yeah. Who, who, lo- who loves Oprah's friend Gail <laughs> and Charlie Rose? <laughs> Um, but his fucking hair was insane in that interview. Like it was cr- yeah. like if that's a wig, yes. he's a fucking asshole. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's insane. Yeah. Anyway, something I like about CBS this morning is all the commercials <laughs> are very earnest during it. Like about how if it's a car commercial, it's about how safe it'll keep your family. And when it's about juice, it's about how good the juice tastes. Right. Anyway, I'm like, oh, this is nice. These commercials are trying to be funny. There's right. just commercials for Mountain Dew and the spokesman's Charlie Rose. Yeah. <laughs> this tastes great and it's refreshing. <laughs> yeah. It's got a lot of caffeine, so it really gives you some pep. Really? Back to you, Gail. <laughs> yeah. Charlie Rose. You're friends with Oprah. I'm drunk right now. Charlie Rose. <laughs> yeah. Put a little, uh, uh, put a little Bailey's in this Mountain Dew. Uh, Boy, howdy! <laughs> oh God, <laughs> Bailey's and Mountain Dew. Oh yeah, it's, it's called the Irish nightmare. Teen. <laughs> Someone is definitely going to try this now, and, yeah. and get hurt. Hey, make some make some YouTube videos of yourself trying Bailey's <laughs> and Mountain Dew. Send them in. Uh, oh my goodness! Hashtag them Irish Teen. Charlie Rose. Irish tea. Is really successful for a guy who appears to be, like, clearly, visually apparently drunk. <laughs> All the time. Yeah. Like, he's visibly drunk yeah, yeah. on hosting his show. Like, <laughs> like, a, like that. Like, but, it, I mean, I'm not, it's a good show. Charlie Rose is a good show. Sure. It, I guess that's just the thing that gives it its element of danger. Otherwise, it would just be two people in a weird uh, space void. Vacuum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the element of danger in a nameless void that exists between dimensions. At any moment, Charlie Rose's functional alcoholism could yeah. fall apart. Yeah, could throw up or grab a boob. <laughs> and everyone's always really nice to him. Like in this, like he was interviewing Nas, and I was watching that one, and it seems like. Nas is like, man, this guy's kind of awkward and he says weird shit, but I'm just going to play along the whole time. Every time he, he slips into any bit of like hip-hop ver- vernacular or anything like that, it's, the other person's always like, all right. <laughs> well, man, I would love to be so prestigious that, that people like just accept anything I do <laughs> right, as a prestige sure. move. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean? Like he's drunk out of principle. Yeah. You know, it's funny. I've uh, just kind of for work um, – uh, they, we were kind of thinking of some ideas how to like we've done on at midnight a couple times like some you know like at midnight versions of popular game shows like eBay Price is Right and you kind of take the conventions of that game show uh, stealing we've stolen uh, some game show ideas for the show and so I was just like looking at YouTube videos of all these old game shows and no one is drunker than a seventies game show host mm-hmm. like the Gong Show like people are just slurring and like tipping out of their chairs uh, it is insane so maybe he's just like. 
a classic broadcaster in that way who's like, well, yeah, that's what you do. You show up and you have a belt of scotch and then you lose yeah, it for the show. Yeah, he seems like a real – like he seems like he could have been – an extra in all the president's men. Yeah, totally. Just fucking opens a desk drawer and pulls out some yeah. scotch. Glug, glug, glug. Man, I want back. a party with Charlie Rose. Uh, oh, all, I hear all you got to do is just get an internship on that show. You'll be pouring scotch into his coffee mug. Oh, man, that would be great. Do you think he lives in that void that he just <laughs> <laughs> He's like he's got a hammock there. That's his drinking void. <laughs> yeah. A, a hammock where one end is attached to nothing and the <laughs> other end is attached to <laughs> And the other end is attached to God's eyeball. <laughs> just Condoleezza Rice comes over for dinner. <laughs> okay. We've had a lot of fun. We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Hi, I'm Julie Sabatier host of Destination DIY. It's a show about people taking matters into their own hands, and we're really excited to be bringing it to Maximum Fun. You know, having that experience of I can do that makes me feel like I can almost do anything. Here at Destination DIY, we like to push the do-it-yourself envelope beyond crafts and home improvement. So tune in to hear the stories of makers, builders, inventors, and all kinds of creative people. You can essentially build a do-it-yourself space program today, and uh, now, luckily, I'm part of that. Check out Destination DIY at MaximumFun.org or wherever you like to listen to podcasts. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's Radio Sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Hari Kundabul, guest. Um, I had a, a remarkable experience earlier sure. this week. Should we, before we start, should we talk about Brian's corrections that he made? Yeah, Brian came in here with some important information. Our mm-hmm. producer, Sonny D., Brian Fernandez. Uh, first of all, on the, on the subject of Bucktooth uh, Scooby-Doo, mm-hmm. uh, Scoob himself has been Bucktoothed. Uh, in a Mandarin collared shirt in an episode about a haunted Chinese restaurant. <laughs> However, his cousin, Scooby Dumb, which I think is actually a really good name. Pretty funny. I think that's pretty funny. Uh, Not the cleverest of the Scooby family. <laughs> no, sir. Is, is a hayseed. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does appear to be a hayseed and not an Asian. Although Hari just assumed that he was, <laughs> my, my memory clearly because maybe I got those two episodes crossed, and I'm like, oh, okay, that he must be playing an Asian caricature. Yeah, yeah, maybe not everything is racist. Yeah, Hari. yeah. Didn't you just say maybe there are it? some good white people like me? <laughs> but did you just say they did an episode in a haunted? Hashtag train? not all Scooby Doo's. <laughs> 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 um, uh, Let's get that trending. <laughs> so that's number one. That's number one. And uh, number two is Adam Duritz uh, has openly admitted mm-hmm. to having extensions, dreadlock mm. extensions, uh, not a full hairpiece, mm-hmm. but extensions. Uh, and he's also notably recently made some appearances on Tinder, oh. a popular dating application, Tinder. Uh, if we have any female listeners who uh, – Run up, run up upon Duritz. I mm-hmm. think, according to the CBS uh, this morning interview I watched, he lives in New York. 
Just go to coffee with Duritz and tell us what uh, it's like. Yeah, please. Just have oh, a drink with funny. Duritz. I'm not asking that you sleep with them or enter into a relationship. That would be a ridiculous thing to ask. You don't even have to make out with them. No, you totally don't. Maybe you should, but you don't have to. Listen, just swipe swipe right on Duritz. Yeah. Let him, let him buy you a club sandwich. Sure. A Cobb salad. Sure. Wow. Hey, get a get a Monte Cristo if he's buying. Sure. Tell us what it's like. Tinder works. <laughs> you either swipe yes or no. Yeah. Is that yeah. it? But so like, but with like Andrews, you can't be like question mark. There's no like question mark. Like what? <laughs> huh? So you're there's thinking a, swipe, a yes or no, that's swipe it. right for yes, left for no, yeah. and up for wait. What, Adam Durst? Yeah, exactly. There's no what. Are why? you still around? I don't like the idea of him having Tinder and saying no to people. That's like, who are you? <laughs> who are you? Who are you, Adam Durrett? Enjoy your county fair. He's, got the, he's still got those Mr. Jones checks coming in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Again, between 1992 and 1994, I'm right. strong enough mm-hmm. on alternative rock. Right, right. Um, okay, so... Uh, he dated Courtney Cox. Did he really? Yeah, pretty I, good. He did a couple of very uh, famous actresses, and at some point they're all like, oh my God, these are extensions? That happened repeatedly. Famous women were so like, he does her extension? That should be the first, like, that. you should say that. Right off the bat. Early on, yeah. <laughs> like, I mean, it's like, you know, like, if you've, you know, if you're divorced or if you have a kid, like, that's not something you want to come out, you know, five dates in. Sure. You want to just, like, hey, just, you know. This is part of my life. Yeah. And- right. Take, take it or this, leave it. This is who I am. And I'm a, they're quality I, extensions, though. 100% real well, Indian uh, hair. <laughs> but in the uh, thing you saw, it, it, it was terrible. It was so crazy. I mean, the, the hair was insane. Like, yeah. they showed, the, you know, they played the old Mr. Jones video. He has a video. huge volume of hair now, right? Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, he looks like a cartoon character. He's he, like looks the, like, he looks like, like his hair is from the Boondocks, like <laughs> Boondocks comic strip. He, he's like <laughs> Phil Spector of... Yeah, totally. Yes, he is. Much. Right, yeah. yeah. He is He is hacky sack Phil Spector. <laughs> Right. Do you think it's one of fringe, those things? Fringe leather jacket, Phil Spencer. <laughs> Do you think it's one of those things where he mentioned to his aunt one time that he had gotten an extension in his hair, and yeah. now every year for Christmas she, just, she yeah. gets <laughs> hair, yeah. and he just has to keep finding. Oh yeah, I'm, no, I'm still in. getting dinosaur stuff from Auntie Sandra, so yeah. I mean, I know what that's like. Yeah, um, could be. So this uh, this past week, uh, Julia, the producer of Bullseye, her boyfriend Adam uh, was a member of the band the Aquabats. And uh, worked on the television show they made called Yo Gabba Gabba. And uh, on Yo Gabba Gabba, they had these um, cartoons. Have you guys ever seen? You guys don't have small children, so you've never seen Yo Gabba Gabba. It's I've seen show. some clips of it. It's a good show. It's I've a not little, watched in whole episodes. It's a little maddening, mm-hmm. but just because it's made for toddlers, all things made for toddlers sure. are maddening. Except Toddlers exist in a void of madness, much like Charlie Rose. Exactly. <laughs> um, but there are, these, uh, there are these little sequences where children... Like the animated version, like like green screen shots of children run through like platform video games. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? Yeah, there was an old Nickelodeon game show uh, that was on in my childhood. God, what was it called? Nick Arcade? Where oh, that I was, remember Where that. the kids would play video games against each other. But they were in the games. And then, yeah, the last, you know, like the double dare obstacle course of this show was you, yeah, you were against a green screen. And like you were, yeah, in a side-scrolling platforming game. But it wouldn't work that much. So like the kids would have to like hit a coin ten times before it would actually disappear. Anyway, it seems like the people lost that game a lot because the technology wasn't good enough. So this cat that makes these crazy videos for Yo Gabba mm-hmm. Gabba happens to be a friend of my producer, Julia. And we've got this live show coming up. It's a 
Did you just say cat to refer to a guy? Yeah, I did. Oh, interesting. Oh. I was imagining it like the video game was run by a cartoon cat. <laughs> I think the only person who can get away with that is Dwayne Kennedy. I don't think yeah. Dwayne Kennedy could get away with it. <laughs> Dwayne Kennedy. He can get away with pretty much whatever he wants. Right, yeah. um, Are you, you saying cat regularly to refer to just random guys? No, I just said it this one time. Okay. Just came in. I, don't, I didn't think it sounded bad. It just confused me in, because we were talking about cartoons and children's entertainment. Yeah, I as, assumed it was As the wife cat. of Noah from Noah's Arcade once said, sure. I just opened my mouth. And <laughs> yeah. Um, so, uh, so we've got this live show, this Bullseye live mm-hmm. show coming up next month. And we wanted to put together an intro for the show, like something to get people pumped up, sure. a video to project on a screen, something like that. And Julia says, well, I know the guy that made those crazy videos for Yo Gabba Gabba. And I was like, well, what can he do for X amount of money, which is almost nothing? <laughs> and she's like, well, I'll call him and ask him. And he's like, come on over to my house in Ojai. <laughs> we'll set up a green screen that I bought on Amazon.com and we'll fucking do it to it. So I drove up to Ojai, California, which is two hours from Los Angeles and is... Known mostly for mysticism. Mm-hmm. It's like a vacation destination for people who are really into tarot. <laughs> it's nice, too. I mean, I... Yeah, I've been there, too. It is kind of nice. Uh, you and can... I can I can kind of stock up on crystals for the year. Yeah, totally. Do I... they have wine there, or do they have any kind of crop that uh, thing? There may be some wine. I mean, there's probably another crop that I'm thinking of. Oh, yes. <laughs> Sorghum. Oh, right. Sorghum. Yes, yeah. <laughs> um, and so I drove Man, up. I was so fucked up on sorghum the other day. <laughs> I drove up to Joel's house, and uh, me and Julia drove up to Joel's house in Ojai, California, two hours away. It's like uh, this house was like the interior of the house. It was like a ranch house, you mm-hmm. know, but the interior was completely paneled in wood. And when I say paneled in wood, not in wood paneling, in pieces of wood, mm-hmm. like a wood, oh. all ceiling, walls, floor, all wood. Mm-hmm. It was like being in a wooden version of the Charlie Rose show. Sure. <laughs> a wood void. A beautiful house, but very distinctive. And uh, out, in his, uh, out in his yard, he had this shed, which I guess would have been for livestock. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't have any livestock. Uh, what he had was a pet crippled crow. Oh, my. Yeah, or huh. I, I should say a, a differently abled crow. Sure. Um, what was the, 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 the crow had one leg or one the wing? The crow had one wing. Ooh. It, had some, it had some wounds that had healed, but... Was it a hawk fight? Falcon fight? Yeah. Oh, excuse me. Yeah. Falcon <laughs> fight. I excuse me. What... That was racist of me <laughs> to call <laughs> a falcon a hawk. <laughs> Joel tried to explain it to me that basically just crows, most crows just get eaten by something. But, you know, what happens is they get attacked and then something's like, oh, this is just a crow. Hmm. And then they just leave it to die. Oh. And so this was, a, this was a crow that had been left to die. And he just hopped around and sort of made noises. And he was friends mm-hmm. with this guy, Joel. And um, the thing that this... When you mean a crow, you mean like a crow, not like a person. No, I'm talking about the (laughs) – not from Game of Thrones. Okay. Is that what you mean? (laughs) No, no, just because of the cat reference. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You had to introduce – Yeah, he's a pretty cool crow. (laughs) (laughs) It's crow. Apparently one big thing that this – Pass me that joint, crow man. (laughs) (laughs) This crow does is Joel takes it for walks Mm -hmm. uh, just to get it out of the shed. Oh, sure, yeah. So he he goes in there, hangs out with it, plays with it a little bit. It's got a little, you know, got some sticks leaned up against walls and stuff to run around on. And it'll go on Joel's arm. 
And so he'll take it out for a little walk. But the problem is that it keeps trying to fly off of Joel's arm, but it can't fly because it only has one wing. Hmm. And it just falls on the ground and hurts uh, itself. No, buddy. And so I've decided to give special dispensation to this crow because I feel bad hating this crow. Mm-hmm. He also had uh, beehives. Yeah. Which a lot of people have beehives now. And I was like, oh, well, you know, I mean, but on the plus side, you get all that honey. Sure. And he said, no, I don't gather the honey. I just like to go out and get a look at them. <laughs> what? I mean, wait, what, what? And then get stung? Yeah. Wait, well, he just wants to get a look at them. But to his credit. I'm inside his house, inside this big wood-paneled living room, and there's uh, like a Petri dish. And it's got a couple of sort of desiccated bee carcasses in uh-huh. there. And I'm like, uh, hey, Joel, saving some bees, huh? <laughs> and he says, oh, yeah, those are a look at under the microscope. Okay, you can't you argue just, with I that. I mean, the guy likes to get a look at them. Yeah, the guy wants In a I lot mean, of different I feel ways. Like anybody that's, that's got a microscope <laughs> and is going to take a look at a bee under a microscope that's a legitimate interest in getting a look at some bees. Yeah. He told me he wants He's to build- He's not a casual bee looker. No, sir. He wants to build a plexiglass bee enclosure mm-hmm. in his living room with a hose that connects to the outdoors so that at any time you can see the bees in their beehive through the plexiglass in his living room. And I got to say, I had to hand it to him for that one. Mm-hmm. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> I like that. Except for the, you're going to get bee trouble. Yeah. So it's like Big Brother with bees. <laughs> yeah, just, exactly. Just freaking like just looking into their world. Yeah. Seeing what they're doing. Yeah. Watching them, watch them checking sex out the, it up. Checking out the drama. Yeah. <laughs> you know, One this, bee is very racist this season. <laughs> you know, this bee didn't come here to make <laughs> friends, sorry. Oh, no, yeah. Came to win. Yeah. Well, came came to feed the queen. Technically came sure, to feed yeah, the queen. He, yeah, sure. And do the special dance that shows where regurgis- the pot. <laughs> he came to regurgitate a yeah. paste, a sweet paste. <laughs> yeah. um, the other Regurgitate a sweet paste. <laughs> The other... I didn't come here to make friends. I came, I came here, here to regurgitate a sweet paste. <laughs> the other, I don't know if that's how bees work. Don't correct me. <laughs> the other thing that a uh, the other thing that so what we ended up actually doing at this ranch in Ojai, uh, oh, abandoned art car. Okay. Oh, there's also an abandoned art car. Yeah, art, this all tracks. Art van, art truck, mm-hmm. mm, art bus, art short bus, art vehicle. Yeah, yeah. Um. And uh, so we're making. What was the theme? Uh, penises on the high seas. Yeah. <laughs> the video. So so like we had some we had some different ideas for what we could do, uh, but the budget was very limited. So he's sure. like, "Look, we're going to do something that we can do with your budget, but I want mm-hmm. it to be captivating." So he wasn't. He's not the guy who just does side scrolling video game green screen. No. He's okay. got he's got all kinds of specialities. This guy made a Solange video. Wow, this oh. guy knows a little all something right. about captivating. The one in the elevator where she kicks Jay Z. <laughs> yeah. Did he make that? Yeah, that's that was great. Made. Yeah, what's crazy is that's not Jay Z. It's just green screen effect. Uh, oh, yeah, they looks, can do really good. stuff It's actually with green Andy Circus in a motion capture <laughs> suit. <laughs> um, so, but Solange is playing herself. So I, I'm. Th- this is what I'm thinking the video is going to be. Me getting to the show. And I'm, you know, using a canoe. I'm climbing up a mountain, Batman's, sure. Batman the TV show style, mm. you know, that kind of thing. Um, and I get there. I pitch him to that. And he's like, you don't, I'm going to be honest. You don't have the money for that. Yeah. I'm like, okay. So what can we do? He's like, you could get stung by a lot of bees. That's real. He's, he's like, here's what we do. You got your outfit that you're going to wear on stage. I'm like, yes. He's like, we'll put you in front of the green screen and we'll shoot you from the waist up, pretending to walk. 
and pretending to run and pretending to swim. Mm-hmm. I'm like, sounds good so far. I'm, I'm glad that I don't have to do anything with my lower body. It's weaker than my upper mm-hmm. body. He says, then we'll have you stand on your head and shoot the same motions with your feet upside down. And then I'll put them together in post. <laughs> and I said, okay. Turns out I cannot stand on my head. Yeah, that's a, that's a tough one. That was the fatal flaw. Sure. He just assumed you could? He is the kind – he can certainly stand on his head. And I think his peer group can all stand right. on his <laughs> head. You know what I mean? Sure. A very – He's a like – Brilliant he's man. Like, so we'll shoot you from the waist up, running, swimming, walking, and then you'll make a bong out of an apple. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't do that. Yeah, I don't know how <laughs> Really? Everyone can't do that? Yeah. Um, and so what we ended up having – so what happened is first I stood on my head a few times. Mm-hmm. And it was that kind of like stand on your shoulders, stand on your head – that I, as I understand it, people do in yoga. Mm-hmm. I've never done this in what little yoga I've done. But uh, it wasn't a full-on headstand. Sure. You know, it's not like I was pressing up. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I, haven't, I can't even do a push-up, much less a press-up with my feet above my head. So um, it's the kind where you brace your forearms on the ground and sort of stand up on your, on your mm-hmm. shoulders and, or your upper back. And uh, – I did that a couple times. The way I did it was I put my arms on the ground and then basically Julia, my my 110-pound producer, and uh, this guy lifted my legs into the air. And then I stood there trying not to scream for like 20 seconds <laughs> and then collapsed on the ground and tried not to hurt myself really badly when I collapsed. Oh, dear. So we shot that a couple times. Hopefully a couple of those shots will get in there. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then we were like, uh, uh, he was he was so kind to me, so kind. It was a hundred degrees outside. Um, I'm s- sweating like a like a capybara. Exactly. <clears throat> uh, they don't need to sweat; they're semi aquatic. We can just take oh, a dip. Okay, yeah, that's okay. They, regulate they their to, temperature. They can just take a dip. Uh, I would have loved to have taken a dip. That'd have been great. At that moment, dips I are refreshing. Are you oh, kidding? Oh my goodness! So what we ended up doing is, I took off my pants. And shoes and socks, because <laughs> uh, I had on distinctive socks, and I, we put them on Joel. Mm-hmm. Oh, and, and he did the headstand. Yeah, so then oh. Joel just went and lined up the shot, pressed record, ran in front of the camera, did a headstand, and pretended to run. Oh, cool! So you can, so you're. That's a fun fact for people who come to the show. Yeah, for people who come to the show, th- those maybe aren't your legs. Little fucking behind the scenes detail that's a right great there. Nugget. And then I got a migraine and had to drive home for three oh. hours in traffic with a migraine, trying not to cry because it would blur my vision. You should have gotten crystals and no high. Just rub those, crystals. rub those on your head. Just oh. swallow a couple crystals. Man, you're I, fine. You know what I think probably happened? Hmm. I was getting up there on my those arms and elbows. Out, probably though, my my chakras got misaligned. Mm. It'll happen. Yeah. By the way, you mentioned getting an annual supply of uh, crystals every time you hit high. Mm-hmm. Um. <laughs> I didn't. Con- I hadn't previously thought of them as a consumable good, like as something that would. Uh, where are they going? Crystals. Yeah. Like, what do you use them for? No, I mean, like, I understand you need a- some crystals to do your move. Sure. But if you need a new, su- a fresh supply every year, in what way are they getting destroyed, missing, or soiled? Well, I mean, huh. just the the energy drains from them. Huh. As oh. you, you know, as you. You know, go about your day and require, like, positivity or insight. Like, you know, there's a finite supply of energy within each crystal. And you wear the crystal rectally? Yeah. I mean, well, you can you, you wear it rectally. Right. Um, some of them are small enough to fit in the urethra. Oh. And that's a great just, like, that's just a great, like, straight shot into your chi. Right. Like, it doesn't have to, you know, 
It's like, I mean, you we've all inserted a vodka-soaked tampon into our ass. Yeah. Get right. you drunk quick. Right. Same thing with crystal up the urethra. Right. We've all sounded as well. <laughs> Haven't we all? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's it. You, just, you know, the crystal drains. It's its magic properties are finite. Someone got legitimately angry. You feed them to a dog after they're gone. Someone got legitimately angry at me on the internet for bringing up sounding on the program and then they looked up what it was and saw like pictures of it. Here's the... What's sounding? uh, It's putting a rod in your your, your urethra. A what? A rod. Why would you do that? For sexual gratification. Tired of all other sex. (laughs) (laughs) Tired of vaginas. (laughs) Wait, you put a rod in your urethra? Yeah. How? Uh, How? Gradual. I'm not even asking why. <laughs> Caref- as, as, I say carefully. Yeah. <laughs> right? Like you sit with the Gingerly. rot and then you just put it in the it's hole. It's got like a then... ball at the end. Oh, my God. Ugh. I know. <laughs> so if, if – At least it's not barbed like that fish from the Amazon. <laughs> so if there's an accident, then what do you do? You just kill yourself then. <laughs> Yeah, sure. Yeah, your life is over. Yeah, just, you just yeah. Think. You have a people who are into sounding also have cyanide pills. <laughs> right. and if something goes wrong, they just bite down. Right, and uh, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that was my trip to Ohio. It was really quite an experience. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it's going to pay off. Yeah, it sounds like a great video. <laughs> the bloopers, though, you're having you're having bloopers. Oh yeah, they should have the fallover bloopers. Man, I really wanted to like. The thi- the like the moves that I didn't get to make that I really wanted to do were all vehicular, and I guess the issue is just that we couldn't afford to yeah, add the to element create. of a vehicle. But I wanted to do canoe really bad. Mm-hmm. I wanted to do rope really bad. Yeah, and then I wanted to do. Ooh, I'm driving a car. I'm driving a car. <laughs> yeah, you know sure. what I mean? Ugh. But I, I didn't you. get to. Um, I got an interesting text message yesterday. Did you? Can I can I read it off? Would you guys like to hear it? I love to. Uh, if you don't mind getting your phone out, you can just read it directly. Yeah, I'm going to read it directly. So this is this is the actual. I'm going to read it verbatim. It is from phone number five five six seven eight. Jordan, can I ask a favor of you? Just as yeah. you read this, don't take any liberties with it. No, I'm not going to. No, this is straight from the text. Okay, this is, I'm not going to. Yeah. I want it verbatim. <clears throat> hey, this is from number five five six seven eight. <laughs> hey, it's Omar. Our end of summer. All black party is number two night at Supper Club, plus Saturdays at Lure. Want to join? I got you, plus your crew. Reply yes to RSVP. Huh, that might be a wrong number. Sounds pretty good. Yeah. Um, when it's when – it's, I have a quick question. Sure. You guys probably do a lot of clubbing. Yeah, well. Um, in my heyday, I went to one club. How'd that go? And that was it. Which one? Which one was it? Some place in Seattle called the War Room that no longer exists. Yeah, I didn't like it. It was loud. It seemed enough. like a confusing name. The War Room. The War Room. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like if there was a shooting there, it's like, well, he kind of had it coming. It's on the War Room. Yeah. Um, does yeah, is an all black party mm-hmm. uh, an outfit thing or a race thing? I, I mean, huh. the, I mean, yeah. I don't know. That's yeah. a great question. I mean, if it is. If it is an outfit thing, it was clearly meant for me because my nickname around town is the Man in Black. Right. After sure. Johnny Cash died, they started calling me that. Sure. They, he actually willed that title to you. Sure. Yeah, exactly. I was with him on his deathbed. Uh-huh. You're the Man in Black now, Jordan. <laughs> Those were his final words. <laughs> Again, like Rich Little. Yeah. You get both the voice and the detail. You know, right. the details, the things that make sure. someone special. Mm-hmm. 
You know what I mean? Um, I am actually, I think I've told you about this before. I, these are the kind of texts I get pretty regularly. Uh, and I have, I mean, I can probably like, you know, text them opt out or remove from list or something like that. Part of me wants to go at some point, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, we've talked about saying yes to life, doing something you wouldn't normally do. Maybe, maybe clubbing. I should just try it. Like, your, I've never crew, done it. Get your crew together, Jordan. Yeah, Omar's saying me and my crew can come. You're going to get me on the plus VIP crew. list. Yeah. Are you going to get bottle service? I could probably get bottle service. I think I'm, you know, I'm I'm at the point where I'm, you know, making a little bit of money. What kind of, I what can, what what are you getting? Oh, Ciroc. <laughs> yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. It has to have been stirred by P. Diddy's penis or else I won't drink it. <laughs> Isn't that the that's the distinguishing thing about Sarah? Yeah, he stirs it all with his dick. Did you guys notice, by the way, that there was a uh... erect penis? Right? Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, oh, sure. Diddy's constantly erect. Oh, right, right. He's a yeah. Um, there was a uh... Diddy's always ready to go. <laughs> there was a Ferguson Posse rap song mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. that I believe was curated by the Game. I might might be misremembering that, but uh, twenty five rappers on mm-hmm. this. Uh, Diddy rapped on it. Which already is sort of a weird mistake because he's not a rapper. Sure. Uh, but uh, managed to drop Ciroc in there. Oh, that's he... tasteful. Really? Product placement in that moment, really? Yeah. What? Can you do remember the lyric? I do not remember the lyric. Wow. Yeah, but it was, I was a fucking maze. That's insane. And he, you know, he incorporated it pretty elegantly. That's another thing that I was impressed by. <laughs> pretty well done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. But I mean, it's part of, you know, it's like you want, you know, if you want Diddy to appear on something, you want, you know, warts and all, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I think that if he didn't mention Ciroc or he wasn't plugging something, it wouldn't really be him. You know, it would be him, you know, yeah, doing, it, doing someone else. It would be like if there was a game song and he didn't say anything about Tupac. <laughs> right. Yeah. There you go. You know, yeah, I can understand that. Yeah, so, no, that's, you know, that's like, true. hey, Diddy, do you? Yeah. Plug Ciroc or Virgin Airlines or whatever it is you have a stake in. Does he have a stake in Virgin Airlines? I don't know. It's That seems right, though, doesn't it? Like, <laughs> if I just went around saying that, oh, yeah, Diddy owns uh, 20% of Virgin Airlines, yeah, you go, oh, I mean, yeah, there's sure. There's about Richard Branson, too. Like, he would love that. Oh, he would totally love that. Yeah. Oh, those guys hang out all the time. Yeah, on yeah. a fucking catamaran. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's where they hang out. In their white linen pants. Yeah, I don't know if I trust Richard Branson to run an airline, but if he had a catamaran service... Oh, yeah. That's that's <laughs> square in his wheelhouse, sure. man. That's a fastball down Cigarette the Cigarette boat? <laughs> yeah, sure. I, I think that. I was the only person who liked Virgin Cola. I loved Virgin Cola. I never really? had a Virgin yeah. Cola. Oh, so good, man. And they took it off the market because well, all the Virgin, uh, he shut down that and the whole, all the, the record stores and everything. Oh, sure, yeah. But I used to I remember going to the, the Times Square Virgin Records and they had a vending machine, a Virgin Cola. And I was <laughs> like, I love it. I used to get two at a time, man. <laughs> I loved it. What set it apart from your Cokes and your Pepsi? I don't know. It tasted a, a little like flatter. fresher, like it hadn't been used up. Right. It just it, tighter. It, a little—I <laughs> don't know what it was. It just maybe it was a little flatter. It's—it tasted different. I liked it. It tastes—you know those uh, those Gus colas? No, the natural colas that, that that they make. It tasted a little bit more like that. 
Okay. Mm. Yeah, but it, it was it was a little great, less chemically. Hurry. Yeah. While we're talking colas, tell me what yeah. you think about OK Cola, the cola of the slacker generation. What is OK Cola? <laughs> OK Cola was I want to I can't remember if Coke or Pepsi created OK uh, Cola. A friend of the friend of the show, Jen Goldberg, has an OK Cola tattoo. Oh, there yeah. you go. It was a uh, it was a brand yes. uh, created by either Coke or Pepsi. I can't remember which to appeal to uh, Generation Xers. Who rejected being marketed to? Didn't Dan Klaus oh, like Dan Klaus draw the and, Char- cans? and Charles Burns? I ah. believe yes. Came up with Coca Cola's. It belonged to Coca Cola, according to Sunny D. Wow. Yeah, uh, had uh, graphic like uh, two color images designed by Dan Klaus and Charles <laughs> Burns, um, and it was called OK. It just said OK in big letters. It was still like carbonated sugar water. Same. Oh yeah, it's just Coke. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just Coke. <laughs> I mean, you know. Whatever. I, I mean, a couple of weeks ago on the show, Hari, we talked about, you know, having a kind of speakeasy-like bar. You know, okay. you need a secret knock. Maybe it's a part of another business. It's got yeah. a bookcase that moves. Okay. Where we are serving cocktails cut with defunct sodas. Ooh. So if we could, you know, go to Branson's Island, yeah. get some virgin. Yeah. Would you give us he, your celebrity he, endorsement? Absolutely. Yeah. Do you think we can get Ecto Cooler? <laughs> I, I guess it's not technically a soda. That's a Capri Sun? High C. It's, it's a high C, yeah. Yeah. I want Ecto Cooler. It's been so long. Yeah. Yeah, that might be a good thing to have. That was the Ghostbusters tie-in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Does it also have to be only – it only has to be American sodas, right? Uh, are there some international sodas we oh. should consider? Yeah, I don't know where you – there's two, but I don't know how you get your hands on those. But I guess if you have access to Richard Branson, this might be Yeah, possible. yeah. What, what are right, they? Let's hear. One's called Sprint. It was an Indian soda that I don't think lasted very long. It had a little bit of a lemon-lime kind of taste okay. to it, a little bit ginger ale too. Uh, that's n- defunct. And then there was one of the, mo- the most famous soda in India until like Coke and Pepsi moved in and it kind of got squashed. And Fanta replaced it. It was called Gold Spot. It was an orange soda oh, that was neat. very popular. And then the, uh, when uh, Coke moved in, I guess the Fanta brand overtook Gold Spot. But Fanta is inferior to a Gold Spot. Was. <laughs> By far, by far. Yeah. yeah. You got to have principles, sorry. Yeah. No, I mean, I definitely think we should open up this bar to an international audience. So be amazing. Yeah. Even... Oh, I really want this to happen. I really do. I mean, yeah. is, how far are we from this possibility? <laughs> uh, well, we, well, we talked about it on investors. a podcast. Oh, that's true. We're still there. Okay, so we're Can we get need... some venture capitalists? Because mentally, I've, I've gone many years in the future. I'm bummed that we're not there right now. Yeah, you know what? Yeah. If... If Alex Bloomberg from uh, Planet Money mm-hmm. can start a podcast about starting his business that's <laughs> sure. about that's a podcast business, yeah, I don't see why we can't get some venture capitalists to back us in uh, in this whole uh, in this whole uh, international soda uh, speakeasy. S- also, fruit drinks. I right, think we right. should open it up to fruit drinks. Any defunct or unavailable beverage. Okay. It's not out of the realm of possible. You know that whole Surge story? They brought Surge back. Oh, that's true. Yeah, yeah. totally. Because of that internet campaign, and now you can go on Amazon and get Surge for a limited time. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, I think, I think we want ours to be like – we want to get these from like – warehouses right. and like from the bunkers of survivalists right and, like, i think we want to like be <laughs> able to because <laughs> you know there's dudes up in montana hoarding crystal pepsi yeah, i'm exactly. sorry <laughs> they're doing it um they knew they do <laughs> all the shit's gonna come down right maybe the government will come for my guns or maybe crystal pepsi <laughs> will just go away they don't they don't like they don't like brown people they don't like brown it's cola <laughs> <laughs> Oh, do you know what I would love to make a comeback is a lemon slice. 
Oh, yeah? Orange Slice. You know, I used to like Dr. Slice. What's Dr. Slice? Uh, that was their Dr. Pepper imitation. Whoa. And a little, a little bit of fruitiness to it. Oh. I'm, I'm a little disappointed that uh, Dr. Becker no longer exists. Ah, yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, look, we could talk about this all day. Can you go to Albertsons to get a Dr. Star still? <laughs> I don't know. That's an interesting question. Hmm. One of the most underrated TV shows of all time, I felt, was <laughs> Becker. I, I loved Becker. Wow. Love the hell out of Becker. What was Becker? Out of Becker? Loved it. Oh, Ted that was Ted Danson as a curmudgeonly yeah doctor. Okay. Have the prehouse. Yeah. Oh, and, the, and he was a grumpy doctor. Yeah, pre-house, not the one where yeah. he was a grumpy um, uh, newspaper That's editor. Ink. That's yeah. Which one was he, the grumpy capybara? <laughs> Which one had the black blind guy? Oh, yes. That is uh, it's that's a John Larroquette show. Did John Larroquette show have that guy? Didn't he have a well? blind black guy? Oh, that was a repeated idea, really? That's I, yeah. amazing. Anyway, Becker was great. Yeah, I love Becker. It is an amazing idea to make a black guy blind, though. Mm. I don't, I mean. Oh, I mean, it was a top by Chappelle show. I mean, that's like the yeah. ultimate. Yeah. Yeah. God, what a, beautif- what a beautiful moment, Becker. Mm-hmm. Just in in civil rights history as well as comedy history, yes, yes. to have that blind black guy on there, and he's he's in a lot of ways friends with Ted Danson. Well, you know why? Which is what we all aspired. Do you know why it's groundbreaking? It was a blind black guy in uh, mainstream media who didn't have to sing. Sure, it was just a guy being a blind black guy without having to sing for white people. All he has to do is be friends with Dancing. That's it. (laughs) That was the that was it. That's all he had to do. It was wonderful. I think he owned the newspaper stand too. You know what? Let's let Danson do the dancing. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's he's 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 trained for it. <laughs> I do really want to be friends with Ted Danson. Oh man, I, right. I, I, me and my friend had an idea for a TV pilot years ago, and I already made up my mind. Well, it has to start Ted Danson. He's like, well, like, but, but it has to start Ted Danson from Becker's era. <laughs> but it's impossible. <laughs> it's like, a post Cheers pre Bored to Death Curb Your Enthusiasm. Exactly. Ted Danson, that era. And I think you're you're getting into the, the concept of multiple universes now. Right, 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 right. Where there's some sort of unaged Ted Danson still stuck in this I Becker role. I want Chris Elliott, but I want Chris <laughs> yeah. Elliott from Everybody Loves Rain. <laughs> But I feel like, and, and, you know, but and, and, you, know, you get to issues where if you, if it gets to a point where it gets bought, and all of a sudden they want you to compromise, and sure. you can't have Becker Ted dance, and that's impossible. We want, they want like, no. Silver are, Fox. Are dancing. these like right. the further adventures of Becker? I, I don't understand. On Becker, oh, no, I, did Ted Danson have? Uh, it, was he painting his hair, or was he? he must have, must have been painting. Was his it hair. silver? It wasn't silver. No. Man, I love Ted Danson. Does it? What's going on with Ted Danson's hair? Is there any independent confirmation of what the story is with Ted Danson's hair? Is it a Adam Duritz like wig? Is it a wig? Is it a? Is it a tube? Mm-hmm. Is it a plugs? Sure. Does he just have amazing hair? Hard to say. It's are thinner he, than it used to be. Are his eyebrows white? I can't remember his eyebrows right now. I don't think he has eyebrows. Oh, wow. I think that's part of what makes him so magical. He pencils them in like a sixteen-year-old Latina. <laughs> yeah. I don't remember. And he gets his picture taken with his friends. <laughs> Man. I saw, God, I, saw, I mean, I saw a dancing in a movie two weeks ago. I'm trying to remember his eyebrows. I, I can't remember. I, I can't didn't get a look that, at That him. one with Macaulay Culkin? He's in a movie with Macaulay <laughs> Culkin? Even with that. Yeah. <laughs> well, this was a this was a mumblecore movie. This is a, the one I love. So he's uh, this is not a this is a modern. This is as I think the most recent dancing appearance. God, I've been watching Bored to Death for the second time through. Ted Danson on Bored to Death is eleven out of ten good. <laughs> he is so fucking good on that show. He's just oh, I just want to marry him on that show. <laughs> he's so amazing. There's this moment where uh, he uh, he's got cancer. Yeah, and he thinks it's his own fault. 
Jason Schwartzman's trying to convince him it's not his own fault. And he's sitting in this robe in the Maritime Hotel in uh, New York overlooking the High Line. Uh, you know, porthole windows. I love that hotel. I've been in that hotel. It's wonderful. Everything's everything's uh, everything's gorgeous and themed. And his, you know, his big, beautiful white robe and his big, beautiful white hair. And uh, Schwartzman tries to tell him, you know, it's not your fault that you have cancer. And, and uh, Danson just goes, I've been living like a demented god. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's, let's have sex right now to Danson. <laughs> let's do this. Demented god me right now. Okay. Anyway, we'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. Mark your calendars for a brand new thing. The first ever Max Fun Week is coming up October 15th through 21st. Max Fun Week's all about celebrating the creativity and passion of our listeners. We'll have podcast crossovers, Q&As, behind-the-scenes tours, giveaways, and more. No fundraising, just awesome stuff for you. So tune into your favorite Max Fun shows, tell a friend about Max Fun, and check out some new shows during Max Fun Week, October 15th through 21st. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Harry Kunibolo, human. Man, you know, that's what we all are. Mm -hmm. That's what ties us together is our common humanity. I should have raised the stakes on that one. Do you want to try again? Okay. Okay. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. I'm Harry Kundabolo, human. I did it again. <laughs> ah, I froze. It's funny because I'm looking ah. at the piece of paper that you wrote. You wrote a quick note to yourself that says, I'm reading upside down. It looks like it says Godhead. Mm-hmm. Godhead. Um, yes, that's correct. But you, you crossed out anti-monitor too, I noticed. <laughs> you, Should we try again? Yeah. Okay, one okay. more time. All right. Okay. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart. Jordan Morris, boy detective. Harukunabolu, subhuman. I went down. Oh, oh no! no! I went down. Way. to go higher. Oh, that's the oh, wrong way. Oh, man. You're so, what about How do you do it ne- every time? I might suggest Nietzsche and Superman. <laughs> <laughs> should we keep going at some yeah. point? <laughs> oh, how about wrap, Superman's pal? Jimmy Olsen. Yeah. Hey, uh, Bullseye Live, October 15th, mm-hmm. here in Los Angeles. You got Dan Harmon. Mm-hmm. You got Sarah Watkins. Great. You got Steve Agee. Mm-hmm. You got Andy Kindler. What? You got another interview guest to be announced. Mm-hmm. This is as good as it gets. Sounds like a great show. And you got a little bit of my legs, a little bit of Joel's sure. legs. Upside down, so the pants video. are sort of falling in a fun, captivating video. Specifically captivating. Mm-hmm. That's the adjective he'd use, captivating. Mm-hmm. Um. It's at it's at the Masonic Lodge at Hollywood Forever Cemetery, very hip and beautiful venue. Mm-hmm. In an actual, it's an actual Masonic Lodge in an actual <laughs> cemetery. Um, so buy your tickets now. Uh, you can find the link in the sidebar on, of MaximumFun.org under live, under live. Um, can I coax the listeners to do something? Yeah, please. Uh, I had a little part in a horror movie. Uh, it's called The ABCs of Death Two, oh. a follow up to the popular. Um, 
anthology movie, The ABCs of Death. And this was directed by somebody we know, right? Uh, yeah, there's Rodney Asher, uh, who's a who's a super cool guy, a great director. He made the Room 237 documentary. Uh, I am in it with a, a... He was a guest on Bullseye. He was a fascinating terrific. guy. Yeah, I'm, I'm in it with a very... About, uh, uh, about uh, what's that called? The Shining. Uh, the Shining. Yeah, great movie. Great movie. Uh, and I am in it with a very funny uh, comedian, uh, Jess Lane. Um, yeah, oh, we're... Jess Lane's great. Yeah, she's funny. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, this is a very... It's very cool. Um, I don't want to spoil anything, but uh, I do get mutilated in a way. And I'm probably saying too much. Uh, but it's really cool. You can uh, actually get this on iTunes or other VOD stuff uh, on Thursday, October second, and I think it'll in Halloween it'll be in some theaters. But you can get it on demand Thursday. Come on, get get out there, do get, it. How often is your friend Jordan in a movie? Basically never. Yeah, he was in that one movie with Sandra Bullock that sure. one time. I was in a movie with uh, Hillary Swank that has not been released yet. Yeah, probably because it's bad. Yeah, but I cr- play a cranky bartender. Yeah, Were you in a movie with Sandra Bullock one time. I was, I was yeah. in a Sandra. Bullock oh no, which one? It? All about Steve. I was. That's the one I was in. What, what? are you in that? <laughs> I, I was. Uh, are we both in that same movie? I can't believe you're in that movie. Yes, I'm in the protest scene. Really? Yes. I play crossword businessman. <laughs> you know when? Have you seen? The Do you film? still get checks for that shit? Yeah, thirty three dollars every year, pretty much. Yeah, yeah, basically. I remember I watched the film. No with, fucking way. Yeah, it, it was. It was such a bad movie. I remember they kept yeah. sending me uh, like rewrites of the script. Yeah. Like I, I didn't need because I had like one little scene. Yeah. It kept getting worse. The, yeah. Some, it was so. So bad, and she's such an unlikable character because the whole thing. Yeah, she seems insane. Have you talked about uh, this movie on the show at all? Not a ton. Not about the actual movie. Well, she basically plays this woman who uh, makes crossword puzzles for the Sacramento Bee newspaper, (laughs) and she falls in love with Bradley Cooper's character Mm -hmm. Steve. And so the next day, all the clues are about Steve, hence the name of the film. Yeah. And so I play. For some reason, it captivates a nation. What happens in this local newspaper crossword puzzle? So stupid. And so she, and then so. I'm in the I'm in a, a back of a car about to do my crossword puzzle as a businessman, and it's all clues about somebody I don't know. And I say, "This is bullshit," and that's how my career started. <laughs> but like, it's such a bad film, and she's so unlikable that I watched it on opening day in Seattle with my friends, mm-hmm. and uh, it was like four of us and like like thirty like middle aged women. And she falls into a pit in the earth during yeah. that film and, and rescues a blind child, right? But when she falls into the pit. The theater erupted in applause. <laughs> that is how unlikable that when character When you're applauding was. for your main character to fall in a Yes. Pit. Yes, it was awful. Yeah, very weird movie. Yeah. I'm Jesse Thorne. I'm here with the cast of All About Steve. <laughs> the Five Line and Below crew. I can't believe you were in that yeah. movie. Anyway, that's um, fun. That's hey, a fun thing we share. When something momentous happens to you in our listening audience, we ask you to call us at 206-984-4FUN for our segment, Momentous Occasions. We've got a couple of momentous occasions on tap right now. Sonny D., why don't you want, run one out there? Hello, Jordan. Hello, Jesse. Hello, guest. I am calling with both a momentous occasion and a moment of shame on behalf of my lovely girlfriend of several years, who currently lives several hours away from me right now. She gave me the okay to call you, but wishes to remain anonymous. This guy's way into the minefield right now. Her grandmother, who lives in the same town as her, has, at the request of my girlfriend, driven to the store, bought her some ice cream, and delivered it to her because my girlfriend was just diagnosed with her first flare-up of a latent case of herpes 
and it is too painful for her to drive right now or do much of anything. Um, I love my girlfriend, and I love her grandma. Um, I'm also nominating her grandma for Grandmother of the Year. Uh, thanks, guys. Uh, oh, that took a surprising turn. Yeah. The herpes? Yeah, it took a long time to get anywhere, and then when he got somewhere, you couldn't believe he got there. Well, he had to give the five-minute buildup of smugness. Yeah, congratulations. You have a girlfriend. <laughs> yeah, congratulations. Whoa. Enjoy your sex once a month or something. Uh, that was mean. I shouldn't have snapped at him like that. That's uh, okay. Anyways. It seems like you've had some problems with girlfriends in the past. <laughs> Um, anyways. Even when things have been going right, you were ha- having sex once a month? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once a month-ish. That sounds about right. Um, I don't know, Jordan. Yeah. Uh, when the moon is full. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, your herpes is pretty painful. It's insane. Yeah. Do you, I mean, oh boy, I don't want to open up a can here. Is it oral or genital herpes? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I want to know about, yeah, what, my genital herpes was so severe I couldn't drive. Um, uh, boy. Did she get the herpes elsewhere? I mean, I know herpes is one of those, you know, it can lay dormant for a while. I mean, is this, I don't want, is this guy finding about out about infidelity, do you think? Mm. Well, you I mean, know, I know it can go a lot of different ways, but. Yeah, I mean, it can just catch it by surprise, I think. Because mm-hmm. you can even, it's you can inherit it too, right? From. From your parents. Yeah, or from a, <laughs> or from a damaged crystal. <laughs> It's on two for one. May have herpes. Yeah. I don't know. It seems like a good value to me. May have herpes or demon. I mean, I probably yeah. got herpes. Yeah. I'm a crystal buyer. So between those two things. Um, interesting. Uh, I yeah. just don't like how excited he was to talk about his girlfriend's herpes. Yeah. She's suffering right now. Sure. Does and- she know he called? He said she gave permission. Yeah. Uh, but-, but I didn't think she gave permission for that tone. <laughs> no, I think that's what it is. I think it's like he like, tried. To, I think what happened is at the end he realized where he'd been driving the train all along, mm-hmm. and then he tried to turn it. But the truth is, trains on tracks. You can't turn a train. No, sure, cannot turn a train. At the end, it's he's like, like, "Well, like, oh, I'm already in goofball girlfriend. mode. I, I love my girlfriend. I love I love her grand grandma. But uh, uh, best grandma ever. Uh, uh, I, I wasn't acting like a smug dick for the previous uh, ninety minutes." Uh, <laughs> What kind? What I wonder what the ice cream was. Rocky Road, maybe Rocky Road cookies and cream. I had an interesting situation come up with my wife. Uh, my son uh, got pushed by a tiny girl, mm-hmm. uh, like the tiniest person in his class, uh, and uh, fell over face first oh. uh, into a brick. Mm. Oh dear! Um, had to get two stitches. Oh, um, and okay. uh, meanwhile, uh, the nurse. So the thing is, they had to. It was horrible. They had to like strap him down because he's ah, too young ugh. to not to be trusted to not move around. Sure. How old is he? Three. Um, and so anyway, he he did a great job. He was very brave, and he's all recovered now. Um, but the nurse told him about ice cream. He would get ice cream afterwards. Mm-hmm. It was fine with us. Was, sure, we have some ice cream. She told him. Uh, he said he wanted chocolate ice cream. She mm-hmm. said, "What about Rocky Road ice cream?" Mm-hmm. Um. And my wife was uh, not in her right mind because her son had just, sure. uh, you know, and called me and said, honey, uh, you know, this is the situation. We just went to the hospital. Everything's going to be okay. Can you get some ice cream on the way home? And I said, yes. And she said, um, the nurse told him he wants Rocky Road. Uh, 
but I think you should just get chocolate and marshmallows. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why do you think you should get chocolate and marshmallows? And she's like, well, I don't want this whole thing. And then he hates it. Mm-hmm. And then... Yeah, because, I mean, nuts nuts are typically something a little kid doesn't like, right? That's well, the ingredients of Rocky Road? Marshmallow, chocolate, nuts? Yeah. Uh, in the end, I realized what was going on is uh, my wife hates nuts. Uh, my wife okay. hates nuts more and than And also anything. wants the ice cream. In her... No, I don't think it was even... My wife yeah. is too benevolent for that. Sure. I think what was going on is in my wife's terror-addled mind, she had just transferred her distaste for nuts sure. to all people. Uh-huh. That any in any situation, everyone likes fucking Rocky Road ice cream. Right? I mean, as a kid, I would have preferred just the chocolate with the marshmallows. Really? I mean, yeah, yeah, I totally. don't like chocolate, so I like it, it. To me, it tastes better with all the other stuff. You don't like chocolate? Ice cream, yeah, chocolate ice cream. No, I like vanilla ice cream more. Yeah, no, it's uh, it, uh this might have destroyed my career. People are not going to believe this from me. Yeah. <laughs> I know. I have a lot of strong stances about chocolate, but yeah, I, know I don't like chocolate ice cream. I like vanilla more. My, uh, yeah, I know it's, uh, it's funny. Yeah, I mean, our, I think our parents' food tastes do trickle down. My my yeah. mom hates blue cheese. And always just – when something has had blue cheese on it and if we wanted to like order in a restaurant, she's like, no, you don't want that. Blue cheese is disgusting. Uh, blue cheese is the fucking best. Yeah, no, blue cheese is amazing. I, yeah, I feel like it's all I eat now as an adult. I feel like I have something that I'm like, you – listen, you were a wonderful mother, but yeah. I cannot excuse this blue cheese she's a wonderful thing. woman, Sharon Moore. Terrific. I yes. feel like I can't have blue cheese on the left because whenever I have blue cheese, I think about hot wings. Yeah. Automatically. What's the matter with that? Is that, is that bad? Well, I don't want everything that tastes like hot wings. Why not? That's great. Because hot ruins, wings are really good. Yeah, but it ruins hot wings. Hot, hot wings feel less special. I've just had hot wings eight times in the last <laughs> month because I, cause I had Because they were on a peach or something. You right, had right. hot wings eight times in a month, man. No, that's a, that's a lucky, fucking dude. double here. <laughs> oh, what a great month. Eight yeah. hot wings in one month. <laughs> There's this corner by my house. Uh, where hot wings restaurants keep opening mm-hmm. and then going out of business. <laughs> <laughs> it's on its third wings restaurant. Wow. They keep, are these they chains? Don't change, they don't change the... They're, uh, local, they're local... Wingeries. Wingeries. And every time I think, oh, great. Now th- there's a hot wings restaurant there again. I should go there and get some wings. Yeah. I love wings. And then every time, by the time I actually get it together, I go, it's gone out of business. No, no. But a new one will take its but place. But a new one keeps taking its place. Why? Why don't they just- Just like Ted Danson's. Yeah. Why when not be Becker, like, we're gonna try When Becker dies, yeah, right. ink comes to life. Sure. Well, I don't get whether they don't just be like, uh, switch to Thai food. Hey, let's try Thai food. Wings isn't working in this corner. Let's do Thai food. I don't think it's the same people. <laughs> and it's not the same storefront. It's just the same corner. So, peep, so do people not know that the previous Wings place went out of business? Maybe they didn't do their due diligence. That's why it's so important as a business owner to do your due diligence. Hmm. And, you're, and, and they randomly pick wings every do time. Do due diligence. Oh, wow. Got to do due diligence. Why wouldn't you? And so you, what's, is there one currently there? There's one there. Have you been? I haven't been yet. Got to support these go. wing places. This Jesse, this is you on you a problem? little bit. You think the problem is mostly that I haven't been there. I think that's fair. Well, I mean, you go and you tell the other people in the neighborhood about it and, you know. You know, like get on some local blogs. Get on some local blogs. Highland Park today. Yeah, it's an Eagle Rock. Eagle, Eagle, the Eagle Rockist. That exists, right? Get on there. Tell the people about the wings. I could go there with uh, Eagle Rock's own Maria Bamford. Totally. I don't know how she feels about wings. Yeah, tough to say. Yeah. She seems a little. She seems a little bit like an orchid. A little delicate for wings. Yeah, maybe. Who should I bring to wings? You're not invited. Sorry. Sorry, I don't like you, Brian. Yeah. 
Hari, you live in New York. I live in New York. I'm not the right guy for this. Oh. San Francisco 49ers quarterback Colin Kaepernick. Oh, <laughs> yeah. Does he live in the neighborhood? Me and Cap. Me there and you Cap. Go. I don't, honestly don't know where he lives, but he might, sure. probably lives in the neighborhood, right? Give him a call. I'm a big fan. Get some wings. I'll get, I'll get his number. I'll call. Whose number do I have that would have Colin Kaepernick's number? Forder, former 49ers head coach George Seifert. Uh-huh. I'll get George Seifert yeah. on the line. Well, I mean, I mean, can't you just can't this just be dinner for the family? I think kids love wings because they can choke on them. <laughs> uh, that's what kids love most about wings. And they're spicy. And there's yeah, right, exactly. Well, my kids love anything spicy. Uh-huh. Anything they can choke on. Yeah. Um, and anything miniaturized. These are great. Okay, excellent. Let's take our next call. Hey, Jordan, just to go. This is Derek in Middletown, New York. I am calling with a momentous occasion. I retrieved my girlfriend's oil from a thief. We were drinking at the bar in a little small town, so it's just a few buddies of mine and myself. And uh, the stranger came in, bought us some drinks, put some songs on, grabbed Samantha's wallet while we were distracted, and he ran out. So I chased him down, got the wallet back, and I didn't even have to punch him in the face. That's it. The end. That's good. Uh, yeah. Um, it's a little sexist, this call. Sure. Well, Sexism is the leitmotif of this week's calls. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, why are you accepting dr- drinks from a strange? I don't know. That seems weird, right? It's a small town. Okay. So I guess I, maybe I don't understand small town values. It's a small town. You've got to defend a woman. I'm here on the coast. From a stranger. Those are the rules yeah. of a small town. Mm-hmm. So he kind of like suckered them in with all the free drinks, got them a little drunk, and then made the move. I mean, it seems like once you've bought everybody drinks and put songs on the jukebox, yeah, how much is you're it? down enough that like you're really playing a dicey game with how much cash is going to be in that wallet. Now, right? listen, I enjoy the George Clooney, Brad Pitt, Oceans movies. Mm-hmm. They're a lot of fun. It seems like they're spending too much on these capers. Yeah. How much are they how much do these guys make after they get the That's funny. After they get the, you know, uh, a generator that can eradicate all of Las Vegas's power. Yeah. You're hiring the Chinese gymnast. Sure. You're You got to buy his flight too. Yeah, you're hiring right. Bernie back to get a, get a job him. there for a few months. Yeah. How much do you can you make off this? Well, I mean, Bernie Mac probably made good good money in working as a pit boss. That's true. You know what I mean? Yeah. So there's that. But does he also have to be on the the cruise payroll? Because he's – I mean he's making money as a pit boss, but he's also also working for the crew. So does he also have a fee that he gets for – because oh, he's doing crew. reconnaissance. He's on the payroll of the crew. I thought you said yeah. the cruise payroll. Yeah. So because I think he's probably working – he's probably working as a cruise comic as well, right? Sure. Yeah. Totally, yeah. Like in between, taking breaks. Yeah. Heading out from Las Vegas. Yeah. <laughs> Along the Rio Grande. Mm-hmm. One of those classic Rio Grande cruise lines. <laughs> River cruise. See beautiful Ciudad Juarez. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but, I mean, yeah, I, I agree with you. Once you've bought a round of drinks and then played some juice, I mean, how much money is in a wallet these days? Yeah, I mean, I think 60 bucks is in the wallet, but yeah. you're looking at $10 drinks. Sure. Credit cards. I guess he's buying, he's just buying well drinks. Could be, yeah. I don't know if he's going premium. He's not putting Ciroc in these. Do you think he's Diddy's penis has been nowhere near these tricks. Buying everybody ginger ales? Could be. Yeah, could be. Can I Tap get waters all around. Honda Club sodas. <laughs> and a new thing of pretzels. Yeah. New thing of pretzels for my friends here. Yeah, exactly. 
Um, if you have a momentous occasion, call us at 206-984-4FUN. But not if it's sexist. Hashtag no. Gamergate. <laughs> Man, you know what I'm really worried about lately? Gamers. Ne- nepotism in the gaming industry. Yeah. Ne- gaming oh, me too. It's my. It's a concern. God. You know I'm going to act like an asshole because of it. You know what the biggest problem is? Hmm. A lot of times people will review their nephew's game. Mm-hmm. Classic nepotism. Oh, absolutely. Classic nepotism. Anyway, uh, 206-984-4FUN is our number. Best thing to do, take out your phone right now, mm-hmm. put the number in there, then you got it. You don't have to worry about sure. it. Once you got it, you got it. Give us a call. You're not going to remember it when you need to remember it when you are when you got severe oral herpes. Mm-hmm. Your grandma's going out to get some ice cream. Do you think that they said she needs ice cream because she's sick or she needs ice cream because she has a crippling case of herpes. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what. You her- mean like it would make it better? Like if you have, to- like you get your tonsils removed. Yeah. Huh? Or do you think just like? Oh, you think it might be therapeutic ice cream? That's what. Yeah, that's what I thought you were asking. No, no, I'm asking if when they call, <laughs> like maybe grandma, it's like Activa. <laughs> number one, why didn't why didn't this asshole go get the fucking ice cream himself? Well, they're long distance. Oh, they are. Yeah. Well, Amazon he said they, that's why I made the remark about him having sex once a month. Oh, Amazon Prime. Oh, yeah. okay. Amazon Prime. Oh, sure, yeah. It's done. Just get a drone to fly it in. Yeah, fucking fly that shit in. Amazon Fresh Prime, mm-hmm. whatever that thing's called. I got that. Yeah. It's okay. It's not you got that the great. drones? You got the drones? No, I got the thing where, where a van pulls up and brings you whatever you need. Oh. A van? That's not a drone. Yeah. It's pretty good, but it's not as good as I wish it was. What do you want it to do? I want it to bring me the shit that's good that comes from local sources mm-hmm. the next day instead of two days. Okay. Mm-hmm. Because um, it only brings me, like, Cheez-Its next day. <laughs> right, right. Cheez-Its is good. I love yeah. Cheez-Its. But there's just only so many, like, wheat thins you can eat. You know what I mean? Just, like, the top So 25. it'll bring the wheat thins immediately, but the Cheez-Its take two days? No. The Cheez-Its and wheat <laughs> thins are – that's one day. Okay. That's one day service. You can schedule that for the next morning. Mm-hmm. Anytime. You just oh, specify a window. Okay. But if you want to get a meatloaf from the Huntington Meats – Sure. In the farmer's market of uh, Los Angeles. I don't know what that – that sentence kind of fell apart there. Yeah. If you want to get, if you want to get a Huntington just, Meats meatloaf yeah. mix, you're going to have to wait two days, which is kind of bullshit because I gave Amazon $200 to bring me shit the next day. Sure. Well, you can watch all the Under the Dome special features. That's a good point. So We'll be back in just a second on Jordan Jesse Go. It's Jordan, Jesse Go. I'm Jesse Thorne, America's radio sweetheart, the Jordan. voice of the millennial generation. Jordan Morse, boy detective. I'm Harry Kinnable, Messiah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I went up. I went up. I made it go, go up this time. Stay there. High status. Yay. Oh, God. I had an important lesson for my fellow millennials. I damned if I can remember what it is. Hmm. You know what it probably is? Remember to take your ginkgo biloba. It's good for memory. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Um, well, we've had a lot of fun having you on the program, Hari. It was really fun to be here. Hari has his new stand-up comedy album called Waiting for 2042, 2042 uh, which uh, is uh, an allusion to the year when uh, whites will no longer be the majority. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will simply become the plurality Correct. Uh, in the United States of America. Uh, it's a delightful album. Hari is a brilliant stand-up comic. 
He even thinks his album may be on the Amazon streaming service. I believe so. I thought I saw something that said that if you had Amazon Prime, it's free. But look, you can go down to your local record store. Hmm. Go down to the hippest fucking – go down mm-hmm. to the record store in your neighborhood that only sells cassette tapes. Yeah. <laughs> They're going to have it there because Hari's on Kill Rock Stars. That's hey, right. That's not right. bad. Not, not, not bad company. I feel a little, has a record. I can feel a little credibility rub, rubbing off on me uh, just from good. being in the room. Feels good. They're yeah. very, I was just in Portland. We're on Matador, there. so we're not sweating. <laughs> um, but the kids in Portland were very excited that I was on, yeah. the, on the record label. Yeah. Well, yeah. It's, an ex- it's, an exciting, uh, it's an exciting record label to be on. It's a great record. People should go out and grab it. And, uh, Harry, you're, you're, you're on the road a lot lately. Yeah, I'll be touring a little bit. I got, uh, Where are you headed? I'm at L.A. Los Angeles. Right. The day after this drops, you'll be at the Troubadour. At the Troubadour. Um, I'm doing the at midnight TV program. Sure, so that'll be on the TV. I don't. I, I'm. If I'm honest, I don't care for that program. Oh, it's bad. Oh, boy. I, well, I like the performers. <laughs> the writing <laughs> terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Monday night. That's Monday. That's the the day this uh, this comes out. Yeah. Oh yeah. They can watch. Yeah. And, and the episode go, will air that night. They right? should watch yeah, it. Yeah. It'll be. Watch. And if you missed if you missed it, you didn't listen on the first day that this episode came out. You can watch it on ComedyCentral.com. That's totally on ComedyCentral.com. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, yeah, then I'll go back to New York for a bit, and uh, I'm shooting a movie in, in November. Is this all about Steve, too? Yeah. Oh, uh, fuck. Oh, they didn't ask me. Uh, I was really impressive in that in that one line. Uh, <laughs> Who's the other star of uh, all about Steve? Steven Weber? <laughs> <laughs> Steve, yeah, Steven Weber. Steve Weber, Steve Gutenberg, and Steven Seagal. <laughs> These are the three Steves she encounters. Classic three Steves. One of the best things about that film is that because it was so bad that the studio didn't release it for a really long time, yeah. and they kind of sandwiched it between that uh, proposal movie that was a surprise hit, and then uh, what's the one that she won the Academy Award for? Uh, Blindside. Yeah, so they slipped it in the middle, and it was also knowing that The Hangover was a huge hit, so Bradley Cooper was in it. Yeah, because so, I remember shooting that, and then it just not coming out. Right, and right, then, they, they knew it was a dud. Yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden, Bradley Cooper got really famous, mm-hmm. and like Sandra Bullock like had these two films kind of before and after and so you would see Bradley Cooper on these like late night shows being very unhappy that he was there so, yeah, <laughs> yeah he, I think he, they, everybody thought it would just go direct to DVD right. they're like hey now that both of you are famous we're going to put out this bad movie you were and in and you are contractually obligated sure. to promote it yeah but it, it, it was like he would have a great interview and then they'd mention the film and you would see his face drop every time <sighs> yeah I don't know you can go see it or whatever <laughs> right. we're probably going to make eight more hangover movies so we just wait for those you right. should just watch What Out American so I'm in that too I mean, if Hari Kondabolu, it's been a joy to have you on the Thank program. Thank you, Jesse. Thank you, George. Yeah. Um, I'm going to one last time remind people in Southern California to come out to the Bullseye Live show. And if you're not in Southern California, tell your friends to come out to the Bullseye Live show. because We don't sell tickets to the Bullseye Live show here in Los Angeles. We shan't be going on tour. Mm-hmm. But if we do sell tickets to the Bullseye Live show here in Los Angeles, we shan be going on tour. That, what, is that? what does shan mean? MC Shan? Oh, sure. Oh. From the Juice Crew. Oh, okay. Yeah. He sounds great. Oh, he is. <laughs> One of the greats. Golden hair. Um, 206-984-4FUN or JJGO at MaximumFun.org. Uh, we have been all over the Facebook lately. Yeah. Uh, lots of great stuff, on not just on our Facebook page, but also on the new Maximum Fun Facebook group. Oh, get in there. Yeah, get up in there. We we just hit we've been out been open for a week. We got 1,000 people in there. Awesome. People are posting a fun fun thing. Fun you know, facts. Comment. Where do you hear about Jordan Jesse Go? Whatever. I don't know. I'd like to hear that. It's fun. It's a fun conversation. It seems fun. Max Fun Reddit. Reddit.com slash R slash Maximum Fun. It's uh, 
It's a great subreddit uh, for the u- utilizing the excellent interface of mm-hmm. Reddit uh, with none of Reddit's legendary semi-legal activity. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no upskirts. Yeah, nothing. Not a-, a single upskirt. Nothing immoral or amoral mm-hmm. is going on. In the Maximum Fund subreddit. It is, it is a bullshit free zone. And of course, on the forum at forum.maximumfund.org, it's still popping off. Sure. You know, have some fun there. Pop, pop, Ciroc. Sure. You guys know what I'm talking about. Hell Brian yeah. Fernandez, Sonny D, our producer. Great to have you back on the boards over there, Brian. Um, I apologize that I was sick last week. I apologize I got to go to a wedding next week. Oh, boy. You know, but you can, Jordan's a better host than I am, let's be honest. Yeah. Let's, Scott, he's the one with sure, the talent. Sure. I'm just the one with his own podcast network. <laughs> yeah, you're just not the one, who's, the one who knows how to turn on the microphones. Yeah, anyway, I, I should be doing something I'm better at, like uh, writing jokes for Chris Hardwick. Sure. You know, because I don't oh, know yeah. who he's got writing jokes for him right now. They're bad. <sighs> just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Have you seen that? Man, it's a fucking great show. So much fun. This is such a delightful program. Yes. Okay. And Jordan's a big part of that. We'll be back next week on Jordan Jessica. <laughs> MaximumFun.org. Comedy and culture. Artist owned. Listener supported.